What's wrong with the water? It's the same one we've been drinking the whole time. I know. It tasted, um, had a different taste to it. Soapy? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think they came in real quick and just sprayed the place down. Yeah, it's like, that's how they, they clean the place. They spray Clorox over everything. It was weird. The guy just coming in and being like, I'm here to fix air conditioning. Air conditioning has been working just fine. I thought he said, I'm switching something out. He did. He swapped out the eight, but it's the exact same one. It was very, and uh-huh. I was like, can we do it later? I don't know if you could hear that part. I was like, can we do it? He goes, no, no we do now. Like, okay. He's like, we do now. Yeah. I mean, technically you're supposed to be, we would be checking in in two minutes. That's right. But they fucked up and we got to check in early. So their folly means we get to get ahead on work. Oh, sorry, we get, to be, we get to be on time. Yeah, barely on time. Barely just, keep up with what we need to record. This, it, we're so far ahead. This is like Ford versus Ferrari. And they go, you know, it'd be nice is if you all cross the finish line at the same just time. Slow down. Just slow down. Is that okay? And he's like, oh, I can't. You make no. I won't. And then he does it. He's like, I'm going to die in two years. <laughs> I do have a question for you. This is log 14, right? We arrive at. Men's cheeks, Men, yeah. Men's, men's cheeks. Is that a, is a, a like a repair shop you grew up going to, or I think it's a deli that I once <laughs> liked. Is what it? I think it. There's a lot of subconscious things that come out when you write, and I think if I'm hungry, I'm probably gonna you know mention uh, or make a name that relates to my hunger somehow. Mm. If I'm going through a breakup, uh, I'm probably gonna name the character after that person. It's basically you know. Mm. What do I see right in my vicinity? I, I get that. Yeah. I, I basically got the the uh, shit. What's it called? I can't even remember the word. Uh, I have the you know where you hide things from babies. You know, by mm, so, just peekaboo. Well, yeah, but it's it's a thing where you're you're trying to build up their their uh, their. It, it, it's like when something is not in front of you, you forget about it. It's it's. it's a, <laughs> It's a term that I always know, and I can't fucking think of it now. Uh-huh. I, sh- I think I'm going through alcohol withdrawals. Maybe. You left your coffee on the other side of the table. Where is it? <laughs> uh, Very far away. Uh, it's, uh, I, I have the... the. <laughs> Will, you knowing this... Yes. ...make this recording better? No. There's, there's so many times... I've done this 10,000 times, telling the story... So I, I was down at Home Depot. It was on a was it Monday? Was it two? Must have been two. And no one cares. No one cares what time of day it was. They don't care you're at Home Depot. Just lie. Just say you met Mr. T in a parking lot at a mall. That's enough. You don't need every little detail. You're still thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't listening to anything you were saying. Whatever you say, it, it's gonna come up at some point because your subconscious right now. There's someone in the filing cabinet trying to figure it out, and you're patient. You're sitting in the waiting room, like, hurry up. It will come to you. It will come. The thing that annoys me is it's a specific mental thing, and I'm having trouble mentally figuring it. I'm gonna be so Alzheimer-ish when I get older. <laughs> I'm gonna be so withdrawn. It's like spatial awareness, but it's it's not. It's like uh-huh. and it's and I keep thinking cognitive dissonance and it's not cognitive dissonance. It's uh-huh. it's object permanence. What was the point I was trying to make about that? 
Fuck me. That's how you come came up with Menchinks. And I, I can't I can't come up with something unless I see it directly in front of me. That's, That's not true. You I, still see it in your mind's eye. Sure. Well, it helps if it's right in front of me. Yeah. I, I if something gets put away, I, I forget about. It. That's why I have to have you remind me of things because I will absolutely forget it. I'm much more in the style of. Uh, now I can't think of it. Yeah, fuck you. Memory association, like object association. That's what I do. When I have a memory of something, when we're having a conversation or you're trying to take me back somewhere, I have to remember where I was or like I have to be next to that place. If I'm listening to a podcast and I play and then I start it over where they're talking the podcast, it will put me back where I was like at the stoplight. I was like a song or something. It's weird. I I play it like in a linear kind of it's strange. It smells for me, but you know, interesting. Yeah. Smells are closely tied to the hippocampus. Well, I mean, directly, innately. That's just a smart word for brain. Yeah. Uh, You you were going to ask me something before I fucking... uh, I just had had came up with these names. Oh, is this the names? Yeah, I was just saying names. Came up. We we concepted this chapter, or we we talked about it. We like this idea of we are building up this terrorist leader name. What makes names special? The Royal Them, yes. I was very much inspired by the 1996 hit film Fallen, maybe 97. Uh Uh-huh. And it's also very similar to this other movie uh, with Kyle MacLachlan, the one with the aliens where they like they it's like a spew they have. I forget what it, it's it's called. Like it's not Battlefield Earth, but another it's one close. of the hits that Maybe everyone an, remembers. It's I saw it as a kid. It was just weird. So there's two aliens fighting each other, but they take it on human hosts. But I always thought it was weird as a kid because the bad guy keeps switching bodies. Mm-hmm. He's always moving around, but it's just Kyle MacLachlan for most of the movie. As the good guy. And remember as a kid being like, why doesn't the good guy switch? Not realizing they, they idiot. <laughs> well, well, they gave Kyle McLaughlin $32,000 and they said, you need to be in this movie. And he's like, well, of course. So that's 30 times what I've ever made. <laughs> that's what, that's more than what David gives me. Yeah. Uh, similar fallen, the devil, uh, Denzel Washington's being taunted by the devil for whatever. Like you're so fucking special. The devil's just going to talk to you. A guy dies on death row, but before he dies, like his, essence you know the essence of the devil goes out he's like a serial killer and then it goes into someone else but whoever he touches the devil just like moves around that way remember that being kind of like a cool tropey kind of thing why are we talking i mean just the nature of name is being able to go in and out of systems and you know, yeah so um could be anything i wasn't any referencing point. any uh movies that people hadn't seen in the 90s but producers have fallen sue us Please. They don't have the internet. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're not. They are, they are long dead. Yeah. They're gone. And it was only 25 years ago, but they are, <laughs> they were in their twenties, but they, uh, they're, they're done. Yeah. It was the vehicle in which you were doing the, the name hopping. Yeah. was fun. It was cool. Yeah. You got, you got fun and creative with it. You got a three boob lady in there. I slipped in an extra boob in a rewrite. <laughs> I saw that. I, I noticed. Well, try to get that past me. I'm going to, I'm going to count every boob in this book. It's a, it's a sex bot. Look, sex bots, even now they have dolphin penises mm-hmm. and you know, they're aliens and blue and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And people are eventually going to be like that too. Like there's not going to be men or women. 
everyone's going to have dicks and uh, breasts and, you know, or none of them. Two and, holes, three holes, five yeah, holes. Yeah, it's whatever. There's not. Yeah. There's just going to be uh, humanity, you know. That there's not yeah. going to be anything. So anyway, I was like, I had another boob, and, uh, <laughs> and then we'll get the show rolling. <laughs> my favorite part of childhood, the, the only fa- this is my favorite part. Absolutely, there's no other things that I remember. Okay, is watching Total Recall. Yeah, and as soon as the you know. It opens up that woman's, uh, you know, top of her space Mars blouse. I was just like, yeah. and I didn't know any, I was like, God, that's wow. Boobs are, and, and I think my dad, cause he, he was sitting next to me when I was watching it. He must've known that, well, he hasn't really seen boobs before or anything. And he, mm-hmm. at that moment he could have said, you know, there's not three of them usually. Um, they're not like cow udders. No, they're not, uh. <laughs> You know, we only, uh, you know, uh, women only have two. He didn't say anything. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, in my young life, I was like, I, I can't wait to see all three un- of these. Unhook uh, a three thing bra. Uh, <laughs> Why would this? I could see the strap being a little thicker, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Or, I, I mean, at that point, it, you just go, bra. It was more impressive in that movie, not to go on a, a tangent about Total right. Recall and other Michael Ironside vehicles. The makeup artist did a fantastic job because it looks just like the other ones, unless she's just wearing a prosthetic of all three. Yes, that's that what, makes more yes, sense. I thought they just doing. glued one here. <laughs> they took a cast of one, and they're like, eh. "No, <laughs> no." It was a guy meticulously airbrushing three boobs for two weeks. You know, because. Yeah. Uh, now they would just do CGI, but yeah, well, I haven't seen the new Total Recall, so I wonder what they did. Which prop just it's probably PG thirteen, right? Yeah, so they didn't but, show anything. But yeah, anyway, so uh, the sex bot, which strangely enough, you know, you'll there's a brief mention of uh, sex bots later on in uh, the book. Yes, that's uh, oh, that yeah, it's just a slight thing. It's all, it's all connected. Yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> But the these uh, scenes were to show and not tell names' ability to kind of drift through the system mm-hmm. and um, take control of things, and it's just funny to to play on Noel's weaknesses, which she knows, which is you know, boom, <laughs> you know, like yeah. as a woman who you know uh, wants to connect with me, and mm-hmm. and so it, it's kind of a classic. It's kind of like honeypot. You know, thing you you get the information you want and figure out this person by playing on their weaknesses, which right. you know, even in robot form, I I like that Carrie calls him out. It's just yeah. their brain is doing nothing. No, what's yeah. wrong? Yeah. This where's the blood gone? Yeah, the, <laughs> uh, this this childlike, almost I I mean, no real emotion in any way, just calling what it is, which is. Your brain is doing stupid things. Stop being stupid. And of course, he loses, you know, he gets his chip taken away, ends up beating up a dog. And I like, I like, you go from what I assume is like a robot New Yorker of like, what are you doing here? And then getting run over to sexy robot woman to sexy robot dog to just basically car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like things Aaron finds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Things Aaron thinks about constantly. Gruff men, three-breasted women, purple dogs, purple dog, 
Car with tentacles. Yes. It's weird. So script-wise, there's a way you write action that's completely different from when you're writing in a book. And I, this is one of those moments, like action, like chase-wise, you know, that mm-hmm. I was, uh, I don't know, I was, I was like, is this feel, is this... I, I could. I didn't know if I was getting the rhythm of it right. You know, sometimes like you know, this is not interesting. This is just me going. Uh, no, did it, I did. I, I know what you're saying because we. I don't think ever once we said we need an action beat. We need this. We need that because it isn't a script. It isn't right. There isn't. It's whatever it flows into. You're not worried about someone's jaw going loose and their eyes drifting down to their phone. That you have to go wake up. And then, um, yeah, okay. Though that may happen with this, but we just can't see it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's that's the job for whoever wants to adapt this fucking mess into a yeah. movie. <laughs> Here. Millions, please. <laughs> yeah. You you make action scene work and uh, figure out boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's... Uh, as long as the story drives the action and not the other way around, then I think it's fine. Right? It's it necessitates where it's not action for the sake of action. It's in the plot. Noel lost something he needed to get himself. The only connection he has to getting home. It's now taken away from him. So I guess the other option is he just puts his arms up and goes and goes home or he just, he quits and dies in a ditch somewhere, but we want the story to keep going. Yeah. So he should probably go beat up a dog, fake dog, robot dog. I think smash it. That's the thing. A a kid thinking it. I don't even. Honestly, I don't know if a kid thinks it's real or not. But either way, not our concern. It's even as a kid, you think a dog. You know, even if it was a a Sony Ibo or whatever. (laughs) You know, you see, you're like, oh, and then just to have some bipedal idiot smash it's you know yeah i always saw the frames as being somewhere between like they're just like almost basketball players yeah like you ever yeah. you, you ever stood next to someone who plays basketball professionally and you just go oh my god like that is inhuman yeah like, it's your like, purpose built for basketball yeah you know, it, your they, body they look like the the navi yeah, yeah. avatar you're just like fuck they're just I mean, it's like that picture of arnold schwarzenegger next to uh, will chamberlain will chamberlain and, and andre, andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah you just go Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Arnold's what six two? I he says that he's probably more like five eleven or six. You know how that is, like yeah. No. If you look normal on camera, you're most likely five foot two, right? Exactly. <laughs> and if you're towering over anyone, you're five yeah. eleven or six foot tall. Yeah. You, you watch Iron Man. You go. You look at the door frame, and then you go, oh. Yeah. He's small. Bruce Willis, like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, you know, something like that. It's always the thing. They, then you meet your idol in real life. You go, you shorter in real life. And they go, thank you? Like, what do you? So now on Zoom, when people meet me, they go, oh, you're taller than I thought you would be. So right. I'm like, what the fuck is my Zoom camera doing when I'm talking to people? They just look off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I just assume you're small. Yeah, based on how much you hide, <laughs> you never you never turn your camera on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, when you run pre-recorded footage of you in a conference room in the back corner, just nodding every once in a while. One of it I changed the actual the image, you know, the holding image to a screenshot of of me, you know, in my you know. Yeah. You can do that, but you have to do it to where it doesn't it doesn't show your little name too cuz then you have your double name and then they know that you're not there. Thank God we're in a time where cool moments and speed 
can be used to not really pay attention in a conference. Oh, the crackdown is coming. I already talked to a friend who, uh, uh, you know, there's a bunch of companies specializing in, you know, uh, laptop monitoring and, uh, and, periodically turning on your webcam to see if you're working. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of of mine works at a company like that. She was just trying to tell me, well, actually it helps people not burn out because it monitors productivity and it tells you like, maybe when you should take a break, I was like, that sounds like the PR from that company you're working from. She's like, but it's true. You're right. Mm -hmm. And you're constantly panicked because you haven't moved the mouse in a little while. That's anyway, that's the future we're going towards. I I make sense. It it was, very much predicted in what, 1984 where I forget, uh, uh, Holden Caulfield, Holden Caulfield is calling someone a phony. Yeah. Well, uh, Winston, funny. Winston is, he, he like sneezes or something. There's a moment where he's like, and then you go back to work. And like, I want to see, I want to see the person whose job it is to just stare. And then when they start to drift and then someone yells yeah, at yeah. them, they're like, well, the world of 1984 it's just buried in bureaucracy and nothing's getting done because they're all just putting rat cages on people's faces because they're worried that they work for the enemy that doesn't exist or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I'm just saying. What are you saying? George Orwell was right. Yeah. But he was close, but way off the mark. Yeah. It's not a person watching you. It's an AI algorithm that we then find a way to trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like you route it through two laptops or something. Oh, God. Then, we, yeah, you got to start screen capturing your computer and running a video on that one and then doing your work on a different computer. When you have to have something touching the mouse pad. Yeah. Constantly. You just have auto clicker. Yeah. Just, uh, well, I think that they know about auto. I, I think there's some algorithm or whatever that they know if it's an auto clicker because of, mm. you know, a rhythm or something. Yeah. Like, it's not enough of a. There's going to be it's it's the equivalent of Homer with the the bird, right? Uh, it, it's you're going to get like an erector set type thing, and it's just something that just goes. It moves to the yeah, side, but it's side. you know you set set it to random, so getting off base here, right? I, I mean, I think we talked about everything that inspired this chapter. Yeah. <laughs> trying trying to get out of work, meandered through that <laughs> getting out of work. I know the goal was to just show that name is larger than life that. They are the real deal. They can they have this insane power to jump through this network to basically anything, can be anyone at any time. And through the power of tentacles, we can fix Noel's arm. Yeah, tentacle power. I, also give him um, for name to, to show Noel that I can help you in other ways. And, and just for reference, when we first started this, like hey, we need to have a Jesus moment, not for Noel, but for name of that winning you over with power mm-hmm. that like like i'm the son of god prove it it's wine now Pray, praise praise the go to the ends of the earth for you i will only betray i'll kill you. my son i swear yeah. to god I'll i will i love it i love it so uh, give me that fish yeah, yeah. Give me fish. <laughs> needed noel to have that feeling of being at a david copperfield show and just going i will go wherever you tell me just mm-hmm. i will i will do what you say for that brief moment, you think Chris Angel's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, whoa. He floated. <laughs> yeah. And you, even t- to this day, I think like Chris Angel, I, I just imagine him sleeping on couches. Like no matter how successful, you know, he is or whatever the case is, I just look at him and I go like, you date purely to have a place to stay. Like that. 
nothing could be further from the truth. Apparently, he's a very loving father. His is I know he, he he raises money for like autism awareness. He very dedicated to his family and his craft and just. But if you're judging a book by its cover, which I hope more people do, <laughs> uh, and I also don't want my uh, opinion to be shaped by facts. facts yeah. yeah, I see what I see. I say what I say. And that's where it stands. And I process it through my horse blinders of knowledge. Cognitive dissonance. What did you call it? Uh, Object permanence. There you go. If you learn anything from this series, it's I'm talking to you. It's that thing that you already knew. Before I left, I was cleaning out my fridge and something was blocking the the fresh produce uh, glass door, you know, so I couldn't see inside of it. And when I opened that drawer, there was an avocado <laughs> that was about that size. Yeah. And if I had seen it, I would have eaten it. But because I bought it and put it in that drawer, it was immediately gone. Right. It was I. I don't think my parents played peekaboo with me. May actually they did. They'd go huh, and then they'd leave, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, huh. Mm-hmm. There, they were gone. There'd be five dollars in one hand and <laughs> a list of phone numbers for babysitters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The list of phone numbers was real. That's something that uh, non-broken home children don't. They don't know about. They uh, they don't know about the list of numbers. Mm-hmm. Like that's the babysitter. Like and whatever you do, don't call nine one one. Right. Do not call nine one one. Yeah. You call poison control yeah. or. This was more like. We don't want the cops showing up. (laughs) I see. Yeah, yeah. A little different. I was raised by cops. Right. You had cops in the house. Right. We were trying to keep the the cops out of the house. They gave us the real number. Right. Um, There's no way we got through this whole thing. I mean, that's pretty much it. (sighs) Just, you know, at this point, we're just on the assembly line. You know? It's just... Chop, chop. This is the Henry Ford of writing novels now. We're right. just, we go, idea, thoughts, put it together, put a fresh coat of paint on it, kick it out. We're done. No deep thoughts. No, nothing. Just boobs, tentacles, story progression. There's an eloquence that I believe is inside of us that will never be able to come out. Mm-hmm. It's not in this book. That's for damn sure. Yeah. No. And, and it's not in these recordings. These recordings are just a bunch of nonsense. It's a pendulum swing between too liquored up, not liquored up enough, too caffeinated, not caffeinated up enough. In in the biz, we'd call this added value. This is content mulch is what it is. (laughs) These are two starving artists, clearly not starving because we have constant stomach issues based on our food choices. And alcohol intake. I look... I firmly believe this will be the only book I ever make. I, when we started writing together, I was like, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely, <laughs> that's going to be the case. So for me, this is a time capsule. I probably will never do anything like this again. I think when this is all said and done, the fact that we recorded all of these over the course of a week. You mean five days? How long is a week for you? Oh, three days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to work on this for a couple weeks. Uh, I I wanted to preserve this because one day I will be J.D. Salinger up in my my castle in Connecticut looking through the blinds, 
some kid knocking on the fence, and I go, watch the podcast. All the answers are in there. You just throw out a CD-ROM. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and it's, it's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring beer. Um, I think it'll be a good time capsule. Mm. There's, um, you know, oddly enough, the lives you and I have lived, uh, and actually how most live, people oh. live, is there's basically a... a uh, a timeline, a visual timeline of our lives, you know, via internet and video and everything. Right. And it's kind of, for me personally, at least this is one of those times that, um, I made a bunch of junk, you know, uh, it's some things I like some things not, not so great. You mean the, the stuff people can watch, right? The, the, your memory. Yeah. Yeah. That's out there. There's content mulch yeah. and then there's the regular stuff. But this is one of those times where, I'm very proud of what's going on and they, I don't give a damn what happens because I enjoyed doing it. That's all I have to say. This is like what you say before the sentencing. Yeah. <laughs> Your honor, can I say a few things? I know you're all going to go in there and deliberate for about five minutes because your minds are made up, but I regret nothing. I know I hurt a lot of people. <laughs> And they still haven't found some of the bodies that I pointed you towards. But just know that wasn't me. That was another person. Junk. All junk. Yeah, it's... Uh, I learned my lesson during this entire hearing. <laughs> I'm I'm with you there. I'm I'm proud of what we made. I We didn't have to do this thing. I'm glad I suggested it and you didn't say no. And it's you and I just... Uh, reflecting on our life, <laughs> our, our poor choices that got us here. But no, I'm, I'm with you there too, which is if someone was trying to listen to this and go, I wish they would just talk about the chapter. I kind of don't care. But if anything, the takeaway is, Oh, these are very normal people with somewhat complex lives. Like most people flaws who have been touted as funny, but not really. When you really, really break it down. Yeah. It's, I like to make you laugh. I like to sometimes make myself laugh. So I've done it a few times where we've been driving. I'll say something and you just do not react. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. laughing to myself. I think it's better to not react than show my disdain. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting to see where someone is at, I guess, during and after a project that they poured a bunch of themselves into. Whether it's good or not, who cares? It's just there is a log. This is our log of the logs. It is. And then you write a book about this and then a book about it. Just It's the snake that just keeps eating its own tail until there's nothing left. But I agree with you. I've also made a lot of junk. Probably, mostly. Mostly. This is the junk I'm most proud of. Yeah. It was really nice to take my time with something for once. Yeah. Instead of rushing it out because there's a deadline. We created our own deadline and we moved it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that came out of it is like something I'm just, I'm really happy with. And like, yeah, you may, you help make dreams come true. So thank you. You're listening to the stroke off, uh, podcast. <laughs> We're almost at climax. If you can <laughs> probably the second one for today. Yeah. Ah, I'll, I'll, I'll get real. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't I mean, mind. I don't, I don't mind pouring my heart out. I don't I, give a shit anymore. That's I'm done.
I'm just done caring. Yeah, I'm done. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care anymore. This, the name of this book is I Don't Care. Actually, yeah, If I did it, that I was, don't care. That was the t-shirt design I showed you where I was just looking for logos for Nolan Void. Mm -hmm. It's just a car giving itself a car wash and it said, we don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> That's sometimes how I feel. It was just like, I, you spend your life trying to make everyone happy except yourself. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's professionally or personally. It's like, God damn. Pick one. Yeah. It's easier to just try and not be evil, be self-aware and not give a fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs>